Hey, welcome to another weekly episode of Talks with Sarah No Socks, where we talk everything design, business, and humor related. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's show. Welcome to this week's episode of Talks with Sarah No Socks. I'm really excited to have our guest this week. This week, our guest has pivoted, as many of our guests have. He started out in the design industry, has some project management background experience, and most recently is helping out new entrepreneurs, solopreneurs in the terms of business coaching. So I'm so excited to welcome Max to the show. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to, you know, be on this um, and, you know, just kind of share more with what I'm working on nowadays. Yeah, awesome. So why don't we start um, and back up a little bit. Tell us who you are in your own words. <laughs> yeah, so um, I am Max, uh, a.k.a. the One Hand Wonder Man. Um, I am a freelance Squarespace designer and advertising specialist um, who currently just uh, pivoted into my new business, which is uh, business coaching for freelancers and solopreneurs. Uh, so kind of shifting away from my day-to-day executional work of freelancing and helping other freelancers uh, start and launch their business and kind of act as a support role for um, whatever needs that they might have at, the, at that time. Awesome. I love it. So how long have you been doing kind of design and freelance work? So I've been freelancing full time for five years now. Um, and in between those those years, I've, I've had little jobs at agencies to kind of keep me, you know, busy with um, my just in between off seasons of freelancing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been but then also with advertising, I've been um, in that field for about 10 years at this point. That was like one of my first jobs out of college, um, working at a few uh, advertising agencies. And I kind of stuck with it um, as I transitioned into freelance. Yeah. So how did you decide, like in college, did you always want to go into advertising or were you more towards design or were these kind of not even on your radar? Um, they weren't really on my radar, to be honest with you. I was just. I was really focused on music um, and wanting to work in the music industry. And um, after I graduated school, while I was in school, I realized that there's a whole like business side of music that I can kind of focus on. And that was when um, Facebook and Twitter and social media ended up becoming a pretty big thing for, and it was new, but it was pretty big for artists to like be on and market. And so I was like, oh, I could, learn these platforms and help artists grow their social media uh, followings. And so I kind of like focused on that. And that led me into my first agency job working, um, essentially being a social media manager for a bunch of musicians and DJs and music venues. Awesome. So that's, I think it's really fascinating how we always start out on a path and <laughs> end up it seems like most everybody takes a hard left at some point. <laughs> so what was the oh, yeah. for you? You decided, you know what, <clears throat> I'm I'm going to go after design. Yeah, so I was working at a um, record label and we had to design or we had to come up with like a bunch of websites for artists that we were working with that, that didn't have them. Um, but the 
problem here was the one was like the time frame that we had to kind of solve this problem. And then two was uh, the, the budget, right? We didn't have a ton of money to spend for um, all these artists with websites. And so my coworker and I kind of were just searching on Google and we found Squarespace. Um, and we were like, all right, well, let's try like to mess with the template here. And we, you know, a few hours later, we were like, all right, cool. We're comfortable with like this template. I think we can duplicate this and like use this for every single artist to swap out the content. And throughout that whole process, I was like, whoa, like I could actually do this, but for like small businesses um, who need websites, who've just had outdated sites and haven't had anything, you know, haven't had them touched for years. And so at that point, I was kind of like, all right, well, I'm an advertising um, skill set and I can use this design skill set and try to do it on my own and just kind of see where that lands. And then that was the moment I was like, all right, let me try. Awesome. So it was kind of a, a career born out of necessity, right? Like you were thrown into a situation that you had to find a quick fix and you ended up really enjoying it. I love that. So yeah. you, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. So you went all in on it and decided, okay, I'm going to make a go of it. What made you decide to kind of leave agency and go after freelance, especially in today's environment and economy? We've seen this influx of everybody shifting to freelance. So I'm kind of interested to hear what your thoughts are and how you transitioned over. Yeah, um, I would say for me, it was more so uh, being more in control of my day to day and like who I was working with and what I was working on. Um, I just found that like, I wasn't necessarily working on projects or anything that was fulfilling to my own, you know, desires. And I also just like, I, I didn't have a lot of freedom. I had a bunch of crazy deadlines that were set for me and uh, a lot of unrealistic clients that like, I didn't get to pick and choose who I worked with. So I was like, all right, well, that was a big thing for me. Freelancing was like having that autonomy to choose who I work with and like when I work and where I work um, versus kind of being told what to do. Yeah. I, I think that's key for a lot of people and why a lot of people go freelance. Um, oh, yeah. So talk <laughs> how you pivoted since then. So are you still doing the freelance design work on top of your coaching business or did you just shift over to coaching? Yeah. So, I mean, I just launched the coaching business uh, almost two weeks ago. So I'm still like finding my footing there, figuring out like what my schedule like is, you know, in coaching and like how many clients I want to have and like finding clients and kind of building up my whole schedule there. Um, so I'm definitely still freelancing. I still have a select few freelance clients that I work with. And I think that's always going to be the case, to be honest with you. Like, I think I enjoy freelancing and I I'll always want to have like a little bit of a part of it, you know, even if it's like one client or if it's a client a year, like whatever it is. Um, so I'm still doing that, but I'm not necessarily taking on new projects at the moment um, unless it's like, on my coaching side so kind of doing like a bit of both um with the goal of focusing full-time on coaching um by the start of next year awesome i i love that you touched on the fact that you're going to keep both i think i want to talk a little bit about COVID and how that's impacted you and kind of how things have uh, transitioned for you. But I think the one thing I've seen a lot of folks recognize is that they really need to have multiple sources of income. And even those of us who, quote unquote, had a safe job, um, recognized that nothing, you know, is safe. And that was really kind of taken for granted. Um, so that is awful currently as we're going through it, but it's kind of a nice silver lining and that it opens our eyes up a little bit to 
there's this whole world of possibility in terms of building in more financial stability by adding extra layers of income. So is that kind of what pushed you to diversify your income sources a little bit and move beyond freelance? Or, you know, what happened that brought this about? Was this because of COVID? Did it have any any reason to do with that? Or was this something you were always thinking about? Uh, I mean, it was definitely um, a related cause of COVID, but it wasn't necessarily uh, like COVID didn't necessarily like directly spark this for me, but it it kind of like led to it. Um, and because like when when COVID hit in in like February March, um, I actually got really busy, so um, I had like a bunch of client requests. And um, my fiance, who's also a designer, like we were like swamped, like we were working a lot harder and had a lot more work during like at least the first initial month of COVID just because a lot of people needed to update their website. They needed to add like online ordering. Everyone was scrambling. Um, and so like we were actually in a good position to like take on that work. Um, and then as summer hit and like things kind of slowed down in terms of like work Stuff, I just kind of like was reflecting a lot on like actually what I want to do in terms of freelancing. Like, do I want to continue to grow my freelance business? Do I want to go and work for a company again? Do I want like what do I want to do? And I kind of found a lot of um, benefits and just like uh, what's the word? Just like I don't know. Just I felt a lot. I felt pretty inspired when I was able to like help people with their like freelance. Um, career or just business in general and i kind of wanted to lean into that more and so i was like oh let me explore business coaching um for freelancers because there's a ton of business coaches out there um and there's not too many that are just focused on freelancers and there's not too many who have also been freelancing in general um so like to be able to like know the landscape and to know you know just the the difficulties that freelancers go through and kind of that unique perspective and so i was like okay well like, this is a cool lane for me to explore and you know see what i can do to help um and that was kind of like my pivot moment then um and just knowing that like okay well i still want to freelance and, and work with some clients that i really enjoy working with um but i also want to like find more fulfillment in helping other freelancers like start their business and navigate just like the landscape that you know is always changing in this industry um and like you said it's also part of it just like kind of diversifying like what i'm focusing on and like my income stream too because uh that was a big part of me getting into freelancing it was like me specializing in two different industries advertising and design um because i knew if one was slow the other one could pick up um versus kind of throwing all my eggs in one basket yeah i think that's such a great point. I just want to chat about that for a little bit, the importance of diversifying. So um, I've been reading a lot of material and taking in a lot of material from um, Sean West. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Sean McCabe is his name, but Sean West, not sponsored. But it, it's great because he talks about this um, very similar to what you're doing, right? That you have a passion, which is business coaching, but you have mm -hmm. your income which is design work while you're building up that passion to see whether or not that's going to be the profitable space for you. And, and this idea of overlapping the two things. And I, I, that really resonates with me. I think a lot of people think of that in the more traditional sense in terms of like your, your day job, your corporate nine to five. 
want you're building up your side hustle or whatever it is you're going to call it. Um, but I, I think it's so interesting that you touched on that, you know, you, what would fulfill you, even though you're already in mm-hmm. experience, there's this huge misconception. And I'd like you to talk about it, about like that freelance is this perfect little landscape bubble outside of a nine to five. So what are, you, what are your thoughts on what freelance is? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that I was, um, I had like that misconception too. Like when I first started freelancing was like, oh, I get to just do the work that I want to do and focus on, you know, like these tasks and, 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 and I can like chill and, and have like an easy time. Um, but I didn't necessarily have like the business owner mindset that you should have as a freelancer and being like, oh, I actually have to be on top of everything. Like my invoicing, my expenses, my business development, my sales, my marketing and the actual work and then the client communication. Um, and so it's actually like a huge undertaking that, uh, is pretty daunting and overwhelming, um, especially if you haven't had any of that experience before. Um, it's way different from the employee mindset. So it was a big like shock. Um, and it was just, the first year was just a scramble of me kind of figuring everything out on the go. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's that's, and, and having that experience is something I want to like, work with new freelancers so that they can either not make those same mistakes or that they can have someone that who's kind of like been through that process to like help guide them on certain areas where they're struggling in. Like I don't necessarily think I have all the answers and you know there's definitely um, a lot of stuff that like I could constantly still improve on Um, but there's there's areas where I think I can offer my insight into how to you know, um, get out of certain struggles of like just mindset issues or mm-hmm. um, feeling the sense of overwhelm um, that for me, it's like, I feel really great being able to help freelancers figure that stuff out versus just me doing like production work all day where I'm just like building sites or ad, ad campaigns. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, um, to your point, there are a ton of business coaches, career coaches, whatever they're calling themselves, just that the coaching space became flooded. And it's it's great. There's a lot of resource out there. <laughs> but I think in particular, mm-hmm. you having that background of being a freelancer first. And so you can absolutely empathize because you've literally walked in the shoes of <laughs> the people that you're trying to help. And yeah, mindset is huge. That is one thing I've been pretty transparent about on my podcast. Um, you know, so often I see a lot of new freelancers just ask, well, where do I get clients and how do I get clients? And I did the same thing. But I found when you like swap it and make it about your mindset and really get that moving first, <laughs> then the clients yeah. just naturally here because you're in a good space to um, be ready to accept those things. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I think that's that's. That's also one big misconception of freelancing is like, okay, you get in there, you're like, I have to find these clients without necessarily setting up like a process of like how your business is running. Um, in terms of, you know, how, how does your marketing work? How does your client communication work when you are talking to someone or like you have, um, like a pitch deck or portfolio site that's up and running that, that people can easily access or, you know, kind of getting your systems in place and like all that stuff. 
infrastructure built is like what you need to do first, like lay that foundation down. And then as everything is kind of built and ready to go, then the client starts to come. Um, and then you can navigate that whole process. Right. Yeah. And I think um, the other common misconception, at least it was for me, is the time frame in which that happens. I mm-hmm. <laughs> so naively thought it would be this quick six month learning curve. And it's, it's just not, it's much larger than that. And maybe for some people, it is less of a learning curve. Um, but, you know, I, I would advise people to give yourself at least a year, if not 18 months to really be one comfortable and have even come into contact with all of the types of situations you're going to be faced with that are most common. <laughs> um, you're always going to get, mm-hmm. stuck, but uh, it's just such a long process. And I think we don't talk about that enough in the freelance space that this is really long and hard. We always see on social media, the pretty picture of like, oh, I had a $30,000 a month. Yay. It's like, okay, but how many months before that did you make $0 or like 250 bucks? <laughs> we should be sharing that. Yeah, too. <laughs> exactly. And it, and it, it talks about too, like the bigger picture of like, even like when you start a new business, it takes at least a year to like be profitable. And like, that's like you said, it's not always the case. You can hit gold on day one. Um, but for the majority of the time, like it, it takes a while for you to like find your, your system and how things work and your clients and your referral base and just customers and, and repeat customers. Um, so it definitely takes some time. Um, and like for me, when I started freelancing, I, had a part-time job like so i would work during the day um at like a at a salad bar from like seven in the morning to like 2 p.m and i just saved money doing that and i um had some money at least from that just so i could pay my rent and then in the afternoons that's when i freelance um and i did that for like six months um and so like it, it allowed me some peace of mind where i could like have some money coming in where i wasn't constantly worrying about about like how am I going to pay rent how am I going to eat um and then it allowed me to like when I was freelancing to actually focus on like my freelance stuff without being bogged down with like as much like about like finances as a as I would have been if I didn't have any right exactly I think that's a great thing to touch upon again you know money is a necessity so you have to make sure that your money is covered either you have a runway that you're comfortable with and have built in kind of systems in place if you're fortunate enough to do that. Um, Or yeah, just as you did get a part-time job or a full-time job, it is extremely difficult to build up the business and the client base and really be, you know, successful as a full-time freelancer. It's not impossible, but I think I just want to reiterate to everybody that it's, it's, difficult, especially given right now. So I guess I would ask, we have seen, of course, a ton of people who unfortunately lost their nine to five and decided they were going to try and give it a go as a freelancer. What advice would you give somebody Mm -hmm. either contemplating or just starting out in the freelance world? I mean, if they're, if they're looking to to freelance, I would say like, before you like dive in hundred percent, like maybe just like dip your toes in the water and kind of see how you like it. So that could mean, um, you know, working on your portfolio site or, or what you would have on your own site to like market yourself. So that could be some like cool project that you would work on. And then um, if you're, you know, looking to get some experience to either add for your own case studies or things like that, 
So maybe like approaching um, a friend or a family member or uh, some business that you're close with and just seeing like what you can do for them to like add value. So maybe it's like, hey, I'm a designer and I want to just design some flyers for your business and just use that as like a case study for my own um, portfolio so I can like build up my own work. Um, that could be a cool step and see how that process works, see how your communication with the client works and, and things like that. Um, that's always something I recommend to people before they like are like, all right, I'm going to quit my job or I'm just going to go into freelancing before I look for another job or things like that. Just because uh, a lot of people out there sell the idea of freelancing as being this easy thing, um, but it's not. Like, there's there's so many people out there like, oh, all you have to do is download this ebook or course and you can make this $10,000 a month. And it's just like, that's not, it, it, if it sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Um, it's a lot of work to, to grow your business. Um, yeah, you could, you know, land a crazy gig where you get this, um, you know, huge amount of money, but that's just one time, right? And so how is that sustainable? How are you going to constantly keep growing that? And that's where you kind of change the mindset of like, okay, if I'm freelancing, I have to actually dedicate time to this and it's not necessarily like a side project so i would that's something i always ask people to like hey like how much time and commitment do you want to put into your freelance career because it's not necessarily i mean it can be a side project if that's all you want to do um but then you also have to be realistic with your expectations out of it like oh okay well like maybe i'm only making a hundred dollars this month <laughs> because you know you're only dedicating a certain amount of time so uh a lot of it is just like, all right, well, if you want to dedicate the time to it, you know, it's, it's, it's a process. And it's, and like I said, the first year is always going to be nuts, right? Like, but when you reflect upon the first year after, you know, on year two and year three and, and so on, you're going to be like, wow, I actually learned a lot. And I learned a lot of lessons and it kind of shaped my whole business into like what it is today. So. Yeah. Um, I think that's great advice. Yeah. I, I, um, I wholeheartedly agree. I would just say that if you're considering freelancing full time, that you really look at it as a business and that you are starting a business. You have to pay taxes. You should have insurance. You need to have contracts. You need to invoice. You need to do all the social media. You need to keep up your website and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, management. And there are just so many things. It's not just you sitting down and um, you know, making cool illustrations or graphics or videos or, you know, whatever it is, if you're a, um, a virtual assistant, uh, you know, there is this whole other side that is a business. And um, if you go in with that mindset, I think you might be set up a bit more for success rather than like, oh, I'm just going to tell people, hey, I'll build your, your site for you or <laughs> do this project for you. And then like, oh, crap. <laughs> Look at all this other yeah. stuff I do. <laughs> Have to pay taxes mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah exactly that's, that's a huge part of it too it's just kind of like i mean the the great thing about it now is that there's so many good resources out there that will like help you come up with contract templates that will help you like figure out how to save money for taxes and and like how to like enter so many cool like project management software and and, and things like that um but it's just it also takes time for you to find what works for you um, and to like kind of get all those systems in place and kind of like have that foundation running. Yeah. And budget for all of them. I think that's the one thing yeah. 
people miss with the budgeting piece. They like, or okay, I have my living expenses covered. Okay, but you need to make sure you're in business expenses because it doesn't sound like a lot, but if you have accounting software and client management software, invoicing software, you know, all that's 20 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month. You know, you need some sort of video messaging platform now, um, whether that's free or paid is up to you. But so there are a lot of business expenses, even if you are, you know, just starting out that are necessary for you to really have a successful <laughs> business. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really, that's a really good point. Something that a lot of people don't think about and something I didn't even think about too, like when I started, um, is that like, okay, well, if I want to get my domain, it costs this amount a year if I want to get, and then, and then, you know, all the expenses that come with like your website and, and marketing and and email storage and stuff like that. And then that brings you to the next point of being like, okay, when you do have a freelance business, like you also have to, you don't have to, but it's highly, highly encouraged just to get a separate business account, like a, uh, like a bank account where that money is for your business. And then you have your checking, like regular money, savings, regular money, but those two aren't necessarily um, the same thing because when it does come to tax time or when it comes to you potentially working with an accountant or CPA or, or whatever it is, um, you can be like, okay, here's my business expenses, um, versus being like, oh, I have to find random transactions throughout my regular checking account. It's just like a nightmare. Right. Exactly. It definitely is. There are lots of ways to go about it. Um, I think I would also caution with all the resources on the interwebs that you just do a little bit of research on who you're going to work with, uh, and see if oh, yeah. through what you've been through if they have any kind of past personal experience to add to, you know, what they're quote unquote selling. I I have seen more and more, I'm huge on Twitter and I've seen a lot of Twitter threads uh, kind of slamming some of these <laughs> folks who are passing off as you touched on earlier, right? Like make a hundred thousand dollars in a year or $10,000 every month. And um, yeah, that's just not, not the case for everybody. There are definitely unicorns out there that that happens for and good for them. But the majority of us, <laughs> that is not, not the story <laughs> at all. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I would say like a good, good resource, you know, if any like freelancers are listening to this right now is that um, if you go to freelancersunion.org, um, they're essentially like a union for freelancers and they can give you tips on uh, healthcare coverage and contract invoicing. They have a ton of articles on like pretty much any question that freelancers have. They, they have a ton of articles that answer these or that are written by freelancers or just people from the organization. Um, and they point you in different cool different directions. And so that was definitely a, a tool that I used when I first started. Um, and, you know, just like, yeah, like you said, though, like making sure that the people that you're listening to are somewhat vetted um of like actually going through this stuff and not necessarily trying to make a profit off of you yeah and that can be easier said than done i mean sometimes these are pretty pretty good you know their websites look great and you might have to do a little bit of extra digging but uh it's worth mm -hmm. your time definitely worth your time and it'll save you a lot of money and headache heartache <laughs> uh yeah just do your, your due diligence exactly yeah so what's the one piece of advice you would give uh somebody who's freelancing right now what's your lesson i mean i would probably say that um and i mean this is big for me too it's just like having patience you know um that it a lot of times we build this business and we 
you know, are like super excited and passionate about what we do. And we're just like, all right, cool. Like we want to have this many amount of clients. We want to have everything figured out. Um, but that honestly just comes with time and um, experience. And it's not going to happen on day one. It's probably not even going to happen on day, you know, 31 or, or 61 or whatever it is. Like it, 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 it's going to take time for you to like solidify your business and your structure and, and your perfect clientele and everything the part of like the process that you're going through to like constantly learn and improve your business, like it will pay off and it might not be tomorrow. It might not be the next day, but like it will, you'll get there. Um, so it's kind of just like keep pushing through those hard days and just having patience for, you know, when it does um, happen. Yeah, I totally agree. And I would add to that, find a community of like-minded people. It is so important, yeah. especially right now when we can't be face to face to find that network online, uh, to reach out to folks like yourself, um, you know, and hire a coach if you're more comfortable in a one-on-one space. It, it just will help you so, so, so much to, you know, have a community that's supporting you to be able to vent to people who really understand what it's like. I, I can't stress that enough of having your your group, whatever that looks like for you. If that's two people, great. If it's 300, great. But find those people and and reach out, ask, ask for help. <laughs> exactly, right? Like the worst you're going to hear on that is a no. Um, and asking for help can like definitely lead you a long way. And like you said, that community is going to help you a lot when you're like having those rough days to like have people to like support you. Yeah. And I think we um, have done a, a better job during this pandemic of being more transparent that we're all struggling. Nobody has their shit together. We, like, so yeah, very true. Such a perfect picture, but we all are a hot mess just trying to make it through one day to the next. So I assure you, whomever it is you think has it all together, if you sent them a message, they would more than likely tell you, no, no, I have bad days. Like, <laughs> we're just getting through it. I agree. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So, any thoughts on? COVID, and I know we touched on it a little bit, but I'm always curious to ask people what your kind of overall thoughts are with this and if anything really surprised you with the pandemic hitting and what's transpired since then. Um, I mean, I would say the only thing that like really surprised me was just the amount of, uh, I mean, I kind of knew this, but I forgot because I was kind of in my bubble, but the amount of like inaccessibility of a lot of companies' websites you know, and just like social and like digital platforms that there were like a lot of people were really putting all that stuff on the back burner until it got to a point where you just can't do that anymore. Um, getting people onto these systems. Um, I, I did it like my fiance and I did like a lot of pro bono work during those few months of just helping restaurants, especially um, getting like their online ordering set up. And it was just kind of crazy to see that like there was a lot of people like kind of take advantage of that situation and i feel like now it's kind of like all right well now there's a bunch of freelancers that are joining the market so it's kind of shifting towards that right like it's how how they get these freelancers how to like take advantage of like new freelancers through like these crazy like courses that will sell like a pipe dream of making twenty thousand dollars in a month or things like that so um that's something that you know it's been that i've seen a lot more of now with especially with COVID and people um, transitioning, a lot more people transitioning into the freelance career. Um, but I've, you know, one of the good things I've seen from this is that like now people are, now companies are seriously 
hiring more freelancers than ever um, and allowing people to work from wherever versus like being like, oh, I'm only limited to the opportunities in San Diego because I live in San Diego. Now I can constantly like work for companies that are in LA and New York and stuff who would normally only hire local talent um, that could hire me now because they don't really necessarily have anyone in the office anymore. Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, I was shocked as well with how many people weren't online. I, you know, yeah. I, and again, I it's because I'm in the same bubble that you are. I'm just like, yeah, but you what, you don't have a website? It <laughs> what do you mean? And mm-hmm. it's shocking, very shocking. So congrats to you and um, for, you know, doing some pro bono work. I agree. That was a rough situation that a lot of people did take advantage of, unfortunately. <clears throat> But hopefully we're turning the corner a bit with that. Um, yeah. yeah it's, it's another one of those things that you just kind of, if you're going to freelance, you need to be plugged into everything outside of your bubble <laughs> and kind of, you know, understand all the different facets and different areas of business. Of course, you understand you need to understand your niche, but recognizing those trends and where there are holes will just help you in your business as you, you know, evolve. So I think COVID did a great job illuminating a huge hole in the market that even after exactly. 20 years, still not up to speed. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it's pretty crazy too, like uh, that a lot of, I don't know, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see the landscape and how it evolves over the rest of this year and next year and, and the years coming, you know, after that. I'm just being like, all right, well, now that remote working is a thing and, and it's actually like something that companies will um, use more of versus like having to force people into offices and, and, and in certain areas, like how is that going to change the landscape for current freelancers um, and just general like employment, right? Because you're no longer just competing against people in your city. Now you're really competing against people all over the world. So it'll be really interesting to see. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's where the community piece comes in. You know, if you have a community and a group of people who know you, right, even if they've not worked with you personally, if you're sharing your work and you're sharing what you're doing and what you're going through and you're, you know, kind of an honest, transparent person in your community, they're going to send work your way, right? Because that's what you do. You want to help your friends. Like, so if you reach out and say, hey, I need such and such, they'll just help you because that's what we do. We just help you. So, uh, I yeah, I agree. It's super interesting landscape. And I think it was kind of fascinating to me how contractors and freelancers were the first people to go when COVID hit, which I understand, uh, you know, trying yeah. employees on staff. And then we have this whole shift of, oh, my gosh, but I can just hire a freelancer and it's a little bit cheaper. And. Yeah, so it, it, the bigger picture will definitely be interesting because of things like uh, insurance, and, you know, the cost of that and, and um, those different things. So it's it's going to be a very interesting next few years for sure. Yeah, that that is the truth. Awesome. Well, where can folks get a hold of you if they need any coaching or any of your sage wisdom? Yeah, so um, on social, on Instagram, it's just uh, One Hand Wonderman, and then my website is uh, onehandwonderman.com. Um, and if anyone is interested in coaching or just learning more about what coaching means or, or you know, just getting on a free consultation call, um, feel free to 
hit me up on my website or um, send me a message through uh, my contact form on my um, on my site or Instagram uh, DM. Um, I'm happy to like get on a call and just chat more about the process and really just help freelancers. So. Awesome. I love it. I'll be sure to link all of that in the show notes so folks can easily get in touch with you. Thank you so much for your time today. Do you have any parting sage words of wisdom for our listeners? You know, it is, I would say that, uh, especially now, um, and especially as we're heading into the holiday season is to, um, you know, slow down a little bit, you know, uh, take some time off. Um, and if you're, if you're having an off day, like don't force yourself necessarily, you know, struggle through your day and, and work like, you know, just work it out. Like it's more so just like listening to your body and just kind of like, all right, you know what? I'm not feeling it today. Uh, I might come back to it in a few hours, but I'm going to focus on something else right now to kind of like, you know, take my mind off whatever it is, um, being just, just distracted. Um, so I would say that's something that's hugely benefited me this year, especially just being forced to be home all the time. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of pass that, pass that along. I love it. That's great advice. Thank you so, so much for joining me, for sharing all of your, your wisdom. Um, yeah, I just really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, anytime. All right. Until next time. Bye. show i would love for you to subscribe rate and review head on over to my website it's linked in the show notes and let me know who you want to have on the show who i should be talking to any suggestions for topics you'd love to hear me cover and if you want to further support the show you can buy me a coffee that's linked in the show notes as well until next time make it a great one bye